the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The Bible breaks history down into two ages. This age and the kingdom age. This age and the kingdom age, or the messianic age, when Jesus Christ returns and establishes his kingdom here on the earth. When we pray in the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come, we are praying for this age to end and the kingdom age to begin. In today's message, Pastor Dan will help you to understand how the Bible divides history into two distinct sections. The two sections of history, according to the Bible, are this age and the kingdom age. This age refers to the present time when Christ has yet to return for the church. The kingdom age refers to the time after Jesus has returned for his bride, the church. The Bible is a historically accurate text. Even those who don't believe in Jesus agree that the Bible is a historically accurate document. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 38 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. We're going to be in Ezekiel chapter 38. If you want to turn there in your Bible for me. Ezekiel chapter 38. Ezekiel 38. Ezekiel 38 this evening as we are continuing our study through the Old Testament. Well, Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39 contain uh, one of the the greatest prophecies in, in the Bible. These two chapters describe a massive invasion of Israel from the north by a confederation of nations and God's supernatural intervention on behalf of Israel. Uh, Tonight we're going to just look at chapter 38 and we'll get into chapter 39 next week. But let me begin by giving you just some Uh, basic observations before we dig into the text together. Uh, First of all, we've seen that there is a sequence, a sequence uh, of prophecies in Ezekiel that we've studied over the last few weeks. If you remember, in chapter 36, God promised that he would restore the land of Israel, the physical land, and make the physical land of Israel fruitful uh, and we talked about that. We, I talked about how as recently as 150 years ago, the land of Israel was desolate wasteland. And then in the late 1800s, uh, Jews began to migrate back to the land of Israel as part of the Zionist movement. They began to uh, 
farmed the land, and today the land of Israel is, is restored. It is fruitful like never before. Uh, Israel now exports food to other nations, and we talked about that. Uh, so chapter 36 has been fulfilled in our time and is being fulfilled in our time. And then in chapter 37 that we looked at last week when we were together, uh, there was the prophecy of the valley of the dry bones. The valley of the dry bones, where where the bones, after being long dead, are resurrected back to life. And God tells us in chapter 37 that it's a picture of the resurrection of the nation of Israel. Again, we've seen that fulfilled. Israel was resurrected as a nation in 1948. So chapter 36 was fulfilled literally, and chapter 37 was fulfilled literally. And now we come to chapters 38 and 39 and this invasion of Israel by a confederacy of, of nations. Up to this point in Ezekiel, every prophecy was fulfilled literally. And so we should expect chapters 38 and 39 to be fulfilled literally. We should not suddenly change our approach to the book of Ezekiel and say, well, these prophecies in chapters 38 and 39, they're not literal, they're just symbolic, they're just figurative. No, if if everything else has been literal up to this point, we should expect chapters 38 and 39 to be literal. For chapters 38 and 39 to take place, Israel must be a sovereign nation again. Uh, And if you remember, Ezekiel writes this to the children of Israel uh, from Babylon. And at this point, as Ezekiel pens this prophecy, uh, Israel is conquered, Jerusalem is destroyed, the Jewish people are in captivity in Babylon. But Israel must become a sovereign state again before this invasion can occur. And so this invasion can only occur after 1948. There's no point in Israel's history previous to the current times that we live in. There's no point in Israel's history historically that the events described here in chapters 38 and 39 were even remotely Fulfilled. Uh, The things described in these chapters uh, don't resemble anything in Israel's history at at all. So this prophecy is describing a future invasion of Israel that is yet to occur. Again, we've got this sequence that has taken place with chapter 36 where the land begins to uh, become fruitful again. That is happening. Chapter 37, you've got the Valley of Dry Bones where the nation is resurrected again. That has happened. And now going into chapter 38, there's this invasion that takes place where God supernaturally intervenes to rescue the nation of of Israel. And this is yet to occur. Hasn't happened yet. There's nothing that we can point to that we can say that is the fulfillment of chapters 38 and 39. Now, God tells us the timing of this invasion or when it will occur. I want you to look down at verse 8. So when will this invasion occur? Verse 8 says, after many days you will be visited in the latter years. 
You will come into the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. So here he, God says, in the latter years, this will take place. By the way, this is the only time the phrase latter years is used in the Bible. If you look down in verse 16, you will come, again, um, come up against my people Israel like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days that I will bring you against my land. So there in verse 16, this invasion takes place in the latter days. So what we're talking about here in chapters 38 and 39, it takes place in the latter days or the, the, the latter years. So what, what does that mean? What is meant by latter years or latter days? Well, biblically, and this is important for your biblical worldview, Biblically, there are only two ages or two periods of time. Now, secular history breaks history down into countless ages. Uh, You've got the Middle Ages, you've got the Enlightenment Age, the Industrial Age, the Space Age, the Nuclear Age, you know, and, and so on. But the Bible breaks history down into two ages. This age and the kingdom age. This age and the kingdom age or the messianic age when Jesus Christ returns and establishes his kingdom here on the earth. When we pray in the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come. We are praying for this age to end and the kingdom age to begin. In Matthew chapter 24, the Olivet Discourse. Uh, The disciples were admiring the temple building and how big the stones were in the building and how beautiful the building was. And Jesus said to his disciples, do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. And in response to his statement, the disciples asked Jesus, tell us when will these things be? And what will be the sign, singular, of your coming and of the end of the age? What will be the sign that the last days of this age have begun and we are about to enter the messianic age or the kingdom age? Biblically, there are two ages. This age that we're living in, And the kingdom age when Christ is reigning upon the earth. This invasion that's described here in chapters 38 and 39 will occur in the latter days of this age. Just before this age ends and the kingdom age begins. So that's when we should expect this battle. Whenever the latter days are of this age, that's when this will take place. So God tells us when this battle will take place in the latter days of this age, just before the beginning of the kingdom age. And God tells us who will be involved in this battle, in this invasion. Look at verse one. So he's going to give names here of who will be involved in this invasion of Israel that will take place in the latter days of this age. In verse 1, he says, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog 
of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal. I will turn you around, I will put hooks into your jaws, and lead you out with all your armies, horses, and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. So this, this beginning part of this prophecy is addressed to Gog. We see that in verse 2. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. Now, Gog is a title. It's not a proper name. It's a title for a ruler like king or pharaoh or president. So this is addressed to a ruler. Gog is the leader of this invasion. He's the ruler and he is the ruler, we're told, of Magog, Rush, Meshech, and Tubal. Now the names given here in Ezekiel, these are ancient names of countries that existed in his day. And these countries presumably were well known to Ezekiel, but they're kind of lost on us. We don't have these countries today. They're foreign to us. So what we have to do is to determine the, the, where he's talking about, the countries he's talking about. We have to determine the geographical location of these ancient countries and what countries today inhabit these geographic locations. Because the names of countries change over time, as you know, but the geographic location remains the same. Uh, I have a map at my house on the wall uh, from World War II. And it's a map of the world. And on that map, uh, Israel is listed as Palestine on that map. Because during World War II, previous to 1948, the land of Israel was known as Palestine. That's what it was called at that time. The name was changed from Palestine to Israel, but it's the same place geographically. Names change, geography doesn't change. So the names of these, these, these nations, these countries that are part of this invasion have changed so where are these countries located geographically? What countries are we talking about? Well, this list here in verse 2, Rosh, Meshach, Tubal, and he's going to give some other names here in a minute. Uh, these, these countries today are mainly in modern-day Russia, 
Central Asia, in the area near the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea. Uh, This would include many of the Stan countries in Central Asia, like Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan. Uh, Those are all in that area of of Magog. Um, These countries would also include modern-day Turkey. So the the Caucasus Mountains, uh, the name Caucasus Mountains, uh, it it literally literally means Gog's Fort. Gog's Fort. It goes back to to what we're talking about uh, here, and that that region between Europe and Asia, central uh, area located there between the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea. And so what we have here is a confederation of nations led by modern-day Russia. Geographically, that's what we're talking about. Modern-day Russia, Central Asia, parts of Turkey, uh, led by Gog, the leader of that that area. Uh, Verse 6 says the invasion will come, if you look down in verse 6, the invasion will come from, uh, from the north. Right? And repeats, if you look down in verse 15, uh, also, verse 15, then you will come from your place out of the far north, you and many people with you. So we see that down in uh, chapter 39, verse 2, I will turn you around and lead you on, bringing you up from the far north. So these nation, this nation is, is coming from the far north, To the far north of the land of Israel is Russia. Uh, If you draw a line from Israel directly north, it intersects Moscow. Uh, So we're we're talking about uh, Russia here, primarily. Russia has a long history of anti-Semitism. Russia has a long history of persecuting the Jewish people. Uh, Today in Israel, there is a, a large population of Russian Jews that live in the land of Israel that fled the persecution and the anti-Semitism in in Russia. So some other nations are listed for us in verses 5 and 6. And again, the focus here is on the geography. Where are these uh, places located geographically? The political names of these areas have changed over the centuries. They may change again, but these are the geographic areas involved in this invasion of Israel. Verse 5 says, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya are with them, all of them with shields and helmets, Gomer and all its troops, the house of Togarma from the far north and all its troops, many people are with them. So Persia is part of this confederation that invades Israel in the last days, after Israel becomes a nation again, which it has, Persia is involved. Now, Persia is modern-day Iran. Uh, In fact, uh, Iran's name was changed from Persia to Iran only in 1935, really not that long ago. And Iran just, you know... know, We we probably have limited knowledge of these nations as they relate to Israel. Uh, Iran was generally pro-Western and pro-Israel up until the Islamic Revolution of the 1970s. 
Well, previous to that revolution in 1979, when, when uh, Islamic extremists took over Iran, Iran was pro-Western. They were pro-Israel. So if, if we were reading this prophecy, if we were reading Ezekiel chapter 38, say in the early 1970s or the 1960s, and we would read about Persia invading Israel, uh, you know, we would have to say, well, things would have to change very dramatically for Iran to participate in an invasion of Israel. Well, in 1979, things changed very dramatically in Iran. And since then, and especially today, Iran is very vocal about their hatred of Israel and their desire to destroy Israel as a nation. Iran's unwavering Israel hatred. In this article, it actually says, once a friend to Israel, Tehran, overnight became an arch enemy dedicated to its destruction. 1979, with the Islamic takeover of Iran. Overnight, they became arch enemies of Israel. New York Times article. So we're talking, you know, a few weeks ago. Uh, as Iran threatens payback after assassination, uh, Germany urges restraint. So now Iran is threatening to uh, retaliate against Israel. Uh, again, this is from May 2020. Iran's Khomeini vows to destroy Israel. Iran's supreme leader. This is from May of, of 2020. Iran's supreme leader releases final solution poster and vows to destroy Israel. Uh, the Nazis came up with the final solution for the Jews, which was to exterminate them. And the, the, uh, the supreme leader of Iran is using that same terminology in a poster uh, describing the destruction of Israel. Again, this is just in May. Uh, so this is current affairs. And so you know, when we look at the scriptures, uh, we want to look at the world through the lens of the scriptures. We don't want to look at the scriptures through the lens of the world. We want to look at the world through the lens of the scriptures. And, and we see here uh, that, that Iran has a, a, a deep hatred for Israel uh, as, as a nation. Uh, again, before 1979 and the Islamic Revolution in Iran, this, this didn't really seem possible or likely because there were friendly relations. So you have Persia, verse 5, and then next you have Ethiopia. Ethiopia here uh, is referring to the land south of Egypt. This would include modern-day Sudan. Modern-day Sudan. Again, we're talking about geographic locations. This would include modern-day Sudan. Sudan has had decades of hostility towards Israel. And we're talking about a confederation of nations that invade Israel, led by the leader of Russia, along with these other nations, Persia, uh, the area of Sudan. Now, this is a headline from two days ago. Russia to establish Navy base in the Sudan for at least 25 years. This is just from December 8th. So Russia is establishing a navy base in the Sudan. And Ezekiel 38 tells us that that area where Sudan is located, along with Russia, uh, will be 
in a confederation together and invade the land of Israel. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet of God, and though he was faced with the difficult job of speaking hard truths, he also spoke of great hope. Even though the Israelites were constantly disobeying God, God was still faithful to them and offered a way of restoration. This is what Ezekiel so boldly proclaimed, and this is what God also offers to you. If you'd like to learn more about Ring of Truth, we encourage you to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You'll also find information about the church behind this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We have a heart for spreading the gospel message to all we come in contact with, and all are welcome to come and worship with us at our location in Columbia, Maryland. If you're ever in the area on a Sunday morning, we'd love for you to join us for a time of worship and Bible study. We'll study God's Word together and strengthen each other through prayer and fellowship. Come by and meet Pastor Dan and all of us here at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. For service times and location information, visit calvaryec.com or give us a call at 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join Pastor Dan as he shares more from the book of Ezekiel on the next edition of Ring of Truth. It's true.